Good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is February 18th, 2021. And as you can see, we're doing this a little bit differently this time. As you guys know, throughout the country over the past week or so, we've had, been having a lot of bad weather, a lot of winter storms. So Tony and I are not able to physically be in the same location. So we're doing this as if we were doing one of our Monday or Wednesday night Bible studies through Zoom. And so it'll be different for our Facebook watchers and for our podcast listeners. Things pretty much will be the same, but as they say, the show must go on. So if you've been with us for a while, welcome back to Join the Mist of the Storm. And if you're new around here, welcome to Join the Mist of the Storm, a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. You can't see a title right now, but we're going to be talking about the escape plan. And as I just mentioned, we've been having a lot of bad weather. I remember last year, right, right around when the coronavirus was getting big, we had a message titled Escaping the Plague. God always gives us a way to escape everything, every bad thing, every inconvenient situation that we may go through. He always gives us a re a way to escape, but it's up to us if we choose to take heed to what he's saying and be obedient and trust him in everything that we have. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks so we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. Thank you, Melvin. As always, we like to start. This week is no different. We like to start with a prayer. If you guys are at a place where you can, we, uh, we urge you to do so with us. Gracious Lord, thank you for this opportunity to study your word. Lord, we thank you for how you continue to watch over us, Lord, in the midst of so many uh, disasters throughout the world, throughout the country, throughout other countries, no matter where it is in the world, Lord, we thank you for how you kept us, Lord. We're praying that you would just continue to uh, lead and guide us, continue to uh, help us to go down the journey that we need to go down us uh, to see what it is that you have in store for our lives and lord help us to always uh, have that desire to follow you lord so we're praying these many blessings lord uh, so many people uh, without power without electricity uh, without water without whatever it is food whatever it is lord that's going on at this time lord we're asking that you would continue uh, to be with them, to be in their hearts, Lord. And we also ask that you will continue uh, to find a way for these people to provide. Uh, and we know it's done through each other. So Lord, put us in a position so that we can help one another. Lord, we're praying these many blessings, Lord. And, and one of the things that we try not to forget is no matter what, Lord, in the midst of the storm, help us to remember that there is joy. So we pray these many blessings in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So uh, it was already mentioned that, you know, there's so many things going on in the world that we live in um, right now, all throughout uh, many Southern places in the U.S. We are seeing so much ice, so much snow, um, and it's having a great effect on a lot of people, a lot of people without electricity, uh, a lot of people without hot water, a lot of people without uh, heat. And so we know these are the some of the very basic things we need, people without food, people stranded. And so our hearts goes out to all of those having, um, all of those that are feeling the effects of the weather right now. Um, and 
we're asking, you know, for uh, God to intervene, and we know he will. We know he's a way maker. And so we're keeping our eyes on that. Um, and something that came to my mind was a way to escape because before the, these storms came in, um, we know that a lot of weather uh, anchors, a lot of people, uh, meteorologists, whatever we want to call them, a lot of them, they predicted this thing would get pretty bad. And so what the predictions came for was to encourage us to escape. And we know that not everyone is able, uh, not everyone has the means to go. Even if people have the means, not everyone has a place to go. So a lot of people just chose to stay where they are and rightfully so. But it just brought to my mind the escape plan uh, because God warns us, uh, now we're talking in a spiritual, from a spiritual sense, God warns us of disasters and things to come upon his people. And so he comes up with a way for us to escape because there are certain things God doesn't want us to go through because he knows it'll be bad for us. It'll be bad on us. It'll be bad on our families be bad on our friends. He doesn't want us to go through certain things. So that's what we're talking about, the escape. And we're talking about the spiritual, the spiritual escape today. So we brought up the physical escape, uh, leaving town before the storm comes. But now we're talking about, we're going to use that and translate that into the spiritual sense. So we're going to come from Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 3 uh, this afternoon. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? How shall we escape, Paul said? How shall we escape if we don't take the plan of salvation? How can we do it if we don't take it? You know, like I said, when thinking about different storms coming, we're always, uh, there's been a lot of instances where people were told, uh, and, and I don't necessarily mean this storm that we're dealing with now, but just storms in the past where people are told, hey, you should evacuate, you should leave. People, are, people were warned and told to escape. And we can tell, we can look back in history where a lot of times people didn't. And like I said, for whatever reason, sometimes people just aren't able. But there is an escape plan within God. And we all have access to it. We all have this access. So unlike in our time today, uh, and even back then, um, when we hear about something coming, we might not have the means. We might not have the physical means. We may not have a car. We may not have the money. We might not have the resources to leave. But with what we're talking about today, all of us have the opportunity to do this because God makes it possible. So the scripture says, how shall we escape? How are we going to escape if we neglect the plan that God has set in our path? How can we escape? All right. Which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord. This was spoken by the Lord. Let's move, Melvin.
Actually, let's read down. And was confirmed unto us by them that heard it, him. Mm -hmm. God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders, and with divers miracles, and gifts of the Holy Ghost, according to his own will. Keep going, man. For unto the angels hath he not put in the subjection the world to come, whereof we speak. Mm -hmm. For one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man, that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man, that thou visitest him? Now, you know, God has visited us. Uh, and he has given us his plan of salvation. So I want to go back to Corinthians chapter 10 to see just how God visited us, uh, uh, starting back in the Old Testament. How it started back in the Old Testament first. And we'll bring it, bring us up to speed uh, in the New Testament. So Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, that is, chapter 10 and verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant mm -hmm. how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. Now he's talking about the escape. This was told to us by the Lord. Because if we go back and read in the book of Exodus, chapter 12, the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and told them about the escape, about how they were going to make their way out of Egypt. We know the scripture tells us that God told them to find the lamb, the best lamb they could find, not, without, not a lamb with spot or blemish, but they were to get the lamb and kill the lamb, burn it with fire. And now after they did that, ate the lamb, but he said, look, take the blood and put it over the door. And so when God saw the blood, that blood was going to be their plan of escape. It was going to be their Passover because God was going to cast judgment in the land of Egypt that night and slay all of the firstborn children, all, even the animals. So this was the plan of escape. But now after, after they come from Egypt, there was still, there was still something going on here. Let's uh, read that again for me, Mel. Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. See, after they came out of Egypt, they all were under the cloud and they all passed through the sea. Now we know to leave Egypt, they came through the Red Sea. That was the plan of escape. That was the plan of salvation. So none of them, none of them could have been saved if they decided we don't want to go through the Red Sea. That was the only option they had. That's how God designed it. So they were all under the cloud, which represented the spirit. 
and they all passed through the sea, which represented water. Red Sea represented blood, water, and spirit. Now, that's the same two things that the Lord Jesus told us in John chapter 3. Water and spirit. That's the same thing Peter told us in Acts 38, and we'll, we'll probably pick that up. But let's read down there. And were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They were all baptized. This is the plan of salvation, baptism. That's all going through the Red Sea represented, water baptism. That's what it represented. That's what being under the cloud was. Now, for those of us that don't know what he's talking about, after God brought them out through the sea, they went through the water first. And then the cloud, there was a pillar of cloud, the Bible tells us, that led them by day. Whenever the cloud moved, they were to move. Whenever the cloud stopped, they were to stop. And behind them, by night, was a pillar of fire, Holy Ghost and fire. That's all it was. So the cloud represented the spirit, and the water obviously represented the water baptism. So he said, all of them were baptized unto Moses. Now, this was something that happened in the Old Testament. It foreshadowed the New Testament. But now that that is past, now, now we have to do this thing for ourselves. Peter told us in Acts chapter 2 and verse 4, he says, save yourself from this untoward generation. So we can go back and see what the plan of escape was in the days of Moses. But now that's good for us to know, but we have to know what the plan of escape is for us today. Because knowing what, what happened for them is good, but it won't help me if I don't know what I need to do today. So Let's read down a little bit more, but we're actually going to go to Acts chapter 2. Uh, but let's read down. And did all eat the same spiritual meat? And did all drink the same spiritual drink? For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. That rock was Christ. It all pointed to Christ. That's who it all pointed to. And so now we're going to move to Acts chapter 2 to look at what Christ said. Acts chapter 2 and uh, 37. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? When they heard this, they were touched. They were afflicted inside. They were torn inside, knowing that it was something they needed to do to escape, to escape all the bondage that have held them down, to escape whatever problems they had. They knew it was a new way, a new thing they needed to do. There was a change needed. So they asked Peter and the rest of the apostles, 
What is the plan of salvation? How do we escape this? What must I do to move forward? That was the question that was asked. Go ahead, man. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. He tells them they need to be baptized of the water the same way. This was the plan of escape in the days of Moses. Paul told us in the book of Corinthians, he said, I don't want you to be ignorant of this. You need to know this. Everyone, all of them were baptized in the Red Sea, representing blood, representing being covered by that spiritual rock, covered by Christ, by the blood of Jesus, the same way they were underneath the doorpost of the blood of the lamb. Same thing. It foreshadowed Jesus coming to die for our sins. So Peter said, look, I want all of you to be baptized in the name of Jesus, that spiritual rock, because it represented the blood. This is our escape plan. So for those of us not sure what to do, not sure how to escape this world, because we all have to leave this world. Not sure what it is we need to do to get our lives on track with God. This is the first step. Repentance. That's a change. That's a change from our actions. That's accepting when we are wrong. But it has to go further than that. That's the beginning. We then need to be baptized in the name of Jesus. This is our escape. This is the same plan of escape God implemented in the beginning when the children of Israel were baptized unto Moses, he said. Now we need to be baptized unto Jesus, unto Christ, in the name of Jesus. This is what the scripture tells us. So he said, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Uh-huh. And he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And now we need to receive the Holy Ghost. Now, sometimes we receive the Holy Ghost first. Sometimes we're baptized first. Nevertheless, we still need them both. But this is the cloud aspect. He said, all were baptized unto Moses. He said, in the cloud and in the sea, two things, water and spirit. We find the same thing here, water and spirit. Cloud in the sea, water and spirit. We need to receive God's spirit. This is God's plan of salvation. Paul tells us in one place, I believe the book of Romans, he tells us we'll be raised again by the same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead. If so be, if so be that we have that spirit, everybody doesn't have this same spirit. So he says, if we have the spirit, we'll be raised up again. We all want to be saved. And especially at this hour, we should see people coming to Christ because there's so much going on in the world. I watched a video of a man 
he was in his bathroom and he said his power was off. He didn't have any way to uh, create any heat. And so the only option he had left was to run his hot water in his bathroom, in his shower. And he just allowed that hot water to run so that it would steam. And he sat in the bathroom crying. And he asked if anybody would allow him to come over, if they had heat, he's willing to pay. You know, it's, it's a lot of sad things going on right now. The man was cold. You know, but what we see out of that is he was willing to do whatever it took to become warm again. And we ought to have that same determination when it comes to getting right with God. We ought to have that same determination to say, Lord, I'm cold. I don't feel good in the place that I'm in, but I am willing to do whatever it takes to become warm, to become hot and on fire. We ought to have that same determination to accept his plan of salvation for us. So there's a lot of things going on in the world right now. We know there's so many people that are sick, dealing with COVID, dealing with whatever diseases. There's a lot of people going through these diseases and are willing to do whatever it takes to be saved of their sickness. But are we willing to do whatever it takes for our souls to be saved? I pray that we are. And this is what we must do. Jesus said, marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. You have to, you must go through the plan of salvation, which is water baptism. Now that's just the beginning, but it begins with being born of the water and being born of the spirit, water baptism and receiving the Holy Ghost. So read down there, if you will. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. He promised that this was for all of us. He said, this is promised to you. This is promised to your children, to your children's children, everyone else. So this promise goes to those out in Texas. This promise goes to those in Mississippi, to those in uh, Florida. It doesn't matter. To those in China, to those in wherever, wherever we are in the world. This, this promise goes to us all. It's for us all. Because God wants us saved. Let's read that next one, Mel. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. Save yourselves. And that's what I'm pleading today, tonight, whatever you want to call it, the morning, it doesn't matter. That's what I'm pleading too, for us to save ourselves. That's the most important thing we can do in this life, is to be saved. Nothing else will matter. If we allow this opportunity to say, how shall we 
How can we be saved if we neglect, if we put it off? And after a while, the longer we put it off, we ultimately don't even do it. We've said that a lot of times. We said, well, I'll do it next week. And we, didn't, and we never do it. Next week never comes. We've all been guilty of that. So how are we planning to make it there if we never accept God's plan of salvation? It's on us to do something. It's on us. Go ahead, Melvin. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. There's going to be somebody that gladly receives God's plan. He said, then they that gladly receive, those that gladly heard it, they were baptized. They said, I want to be a part of God's plan of salvation, being baptized in Jesus' name and being filled with the Holy Ghost. Go ahead. And the same day, there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. 3,000 people got saved. They got saved that day because they chose to be baptized and they chose to receive God's spirit. But that's not where it stopped. Go ahead, man. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. We have to continue it, though. So this is not to say once you do a certain thing, that's it. You automatically, you destined for heaven. That's not what we're saying. It has to be a continuation also. We can't just stop. But for those of us who have not yet started, we, we have to do the first works. We have to do those initial things. Because this is the plan of salvation. And so the plan is, even after we did it, somebody might say, well, I've already been baptized. I already have the Holy Ghost. But now it's on us to continue. It's to continue in the doctrine, the apostles' doctrine. We have to continue in what the apostles taught. And we definitely don't want to do that, man. <laughs> we don't want to continue in what the apostles taught. Because... We have a hard enough time believing what they said to begin with, believing the first works. We have a hard enough time getting baptized. So it is my hope that we would first be born again of the water and of the spirit, being baptized in Jesus' name, not Father, Son, Holy Ghost. We need to be baptized in Jesus' name. Father is not a name, Son is not a name, nor Holy Ghost. None of those are names. We were talking about it just last night. It's amazing how our whole life we have children. You can ask the three-year-old, the four-year-old, the five-year-old. You can ask them and say, what's your father's name? None of them never say daddy. <laughs> they've grown enough to know his name. Now, they, we, they might start out calling him the title, but what this child gets, they learn 
Daddy is not his name. Father is not his name. They learn what their father's actual name is. Because if someone asks, is so-and-so your father? They say no. Because they're looking for that certain name. And so we have to learn what the name of the father is. The devil has deceived us into thinking the name of the father is father. But Jesus himself, now this is the words of our Lord. He said, I have come in my father's name. That means he came in the name of Jesus. We know he came in the name of Jesus. He said, the father would send the Holy Ghost in his name, the comforter in his name. And his name is Jesus. So that's Jesus, 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 Father, Son, Holy Ghost. That's the name. We find Paul going and rebaptizing people in Acts 19 in the name of Jesus. We find in Acts 10, Peter, he asked, can anybody stop these people from be, being baptized? And he baptized them in the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is Jesus. We know the name of the Lord. So Peter didn't go down and baptize him and say, I baptize you in the name of the Lord. No, he didn't leave it at that. He called on the name. We have to call on his name. The same way we call on his name when we get in trouble. After every prayer, we say in Jesus name. We call on that name. So that's the name. The scripture tells us there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved other than the name of Jesus. So that tells me we need to be baptized in that name also because there's so much power in the name of Jesus. So much power in the name of Jesus. So I won't talk forever. Uh, I'll let you go ahead and uh, say something if you have something to say, Melvin. Uh, but I just pray that we would, we would accept the plan of salvation. We would accept God's plan. It is his will that we should be baptized in Jesus' name. That's what Peter told us. That's what Matthew told us. That's what we find Philip. He went down and baptized the eunuch. In Acts 8, he went down and baptized them in the name of Jesus. He went down to Samaria and baptized people in the name of Jesus there. Scripture said they only had been baptized in the name of Jesus. And Peter and John had to go down and pray for them so that they could receive the Holy Ghost. So this is God. It's important. This is the plan of salvation. So I thank you guys for listening. I really hope that you guys would take it seriously, that you guys would really, really have a desire to give God what he's looking for, even if you don't understand it. Adhere to what God says. So at this time, I'll turn it back over to Melvin. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Pretty much said, said it all. Um, getting baptized in Jesus' name and getting the gift of the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues, that's a very important step. And as Tony said earlier, that's not it. Is as we can see in the scripture that we were just 
reading, it says, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. And when we actually figure out what the, the what the apostles taught, that scares us away because we, we're scared of what people are going to say about us. We're scared about what we have to lose and all that. And one time I heard a preacher say, when it comes to coming to Christ and living the way that he actually wants us to live, they're scared about what they have to lose instead of focusing on what they have to gain. I know, I know that it can be scary, but baptism and getting the gift of the Holy Ghost is just the foundation. But it is very important. And a lot of people don't think that baptism relates to salvation at all. It, they just think that it's a, a, a showing of your newfound life in Christ saying, hey, look at me. I'm a follower of Christ now when that is nowhere in the Bible. And a lot of people think that baptism in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost is the same as baptism in Jesus' name because they're both in there. But the apostles understood what Jesus meant when he said baptize in the name. That word is singular. And as Tony said earlier, the name, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, it's all Jesus. Book of Revelation, Jesus said, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Because we all know that he's the Son, but we have trouble. We have trouble with him being the Father and him being the Holy Ghost. And another place, he said, before Abraham was, I am. And we all know what that burning bush told Moses on the backside of the mountain where Moses was at, asked for his name. He said, who shall I tell these people that sent me? And the bush said, I am that I am. So there shouldn't be any confusion about the name. God is not the author of confusion. And um, one place it says that we should all walk by the same rules. So if that's the case, then why are there so many different churches saying so many different things? We all should take heed to what the Bible is saying. So I pray that we all get the full armor of God. And, and put it on and wear it proudly. So I'm going to end it right there. Um, this was a, a little, a kind of different message due to the inclement weather, but no matter what happens, we're going to get the message out there to you guys because it's so important to take heed to what God is saying. There are no comments because we are not live right now. So we just want to say thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out to see what thus says the Lord. And yeah, I'm going to end it right there. So as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy, count it all joy, count it all joy. There's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So we'll see you guys next Thursday evening, hopefully live with another message coming straight from the word of God. So we'll see you guys next time. You have a safe, blessed, and dry weekend. Stay warm. Thank you guys. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks, who brings the word every week. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. You should tune in and ask questions or just tell us how you're doing. We'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic. Rejoice in the Lord always.